0: Hi pals, welcome back. I wanted to start this recording with a small announcement. So I'm recording this from, from the middle of a heat wave that's currently um, sort of grabbing hold of the UK. I don't know how else to put it, attacking us maybe. We are currently in late 30s um, degrees of Celsius and I am melting. I feel like I'm sweating from my elbows and eyeballs. So, So a small warning, if some parts of this recording are not necessarily coherent now, you know why. Right, today I'll start with a bit of a rant I have been really annoyed for the past couple of weeks or so and um, <clears throat> the cause of my annoyance is Facebook or, or or more specifically the adverts I get shown on Facebook not shown I get bombarded with these ads the ads for clothes and I know I know <laughs> you're gonna ask me why are you still on Facebook that's so 90s, just stop it. But I think I am, because I am so sentimental, I'm finding it quite difficult to part with it. Although, in all honesty, looking at it, it doesn't really bring anything or add anything to my life. But these ads, it's a recent thing. The past couple of weeks, it really feels like Facebook wants me to, I don't know, move to High Street and and stay there and fall into some sort of a shopping black hole of nothingness and never come out. I mean, listen to this, and I'm not going to name names because I know better, but ex-shoppers in disbelief over, quotation marks, the cutest new collection. Ex-shoppers... Quotation marks, obsessed with quotation marks, bargain summer dress, quotation marks, perfect for holidays. One shopper said, OMG, that's such a bargain. Ex-shoppers swoon over quotation marks, sleek blazer dress, giving quotation marks, Classy vibes. One shopper commented, love the white. My favourite. X issues. Quotation marks. Warning over. Quotation marks. Beautiful 40 something pounds summer midi dress. One shopper said, I'm obsessed. So that sort of thing, that sort of thing, I see every day I log into Facebook. And, you know, whoever writes this, chapeau to you. It's such a headline grabbing nothing. And honestly, I know you know it. But well done. And no irony, no sarcasm. Well done to have to write about something. So nothing. And to, to write such great attention grabbing headline. Hats off to you. Anyway, I know I can try and break the algorithm. So I tell Facebook to stop showing these ads to me. And yet they still they still come back whenever I log in just from different sources. And honestly, it's not like they're even the most amazing items. But because huh, I click on these things, do not think I just ignore them. I click on it just in case that warning that this shop issue actually made sense and the dress is so incredibly beautiful um that i should go run and buy it It, you know that 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 is just my nature unfortunately so but but they're not they're not the most amazing items they're not the most incredible value for money they're not even flattering some of it well it's just ugly you know but yeah i just see it all the time whenever i'm on facebook and look i am not against buying clothes And today, you know, rant over or most of the rant over. But I hope I can encourage at least some of you today to go a bit secondhand. And I won't be preaching about the impact of fast fashion or fashion in general on our planet. You can read about it everywhere. It's bad. Everyone agrees. It's terrible. But also I can see I recognize that we have lived for so long in this world that promotes that fast fashion, it's quite difficult to snap out of it. And I don't want to judge anyone, and I will not judge people who have no choice but to go and buy mm, cheap clothes from chains because it's cheap and it's affordable. And, you know, clothes make people feel good. And if something makes you feel good, if that little thing for five quid makes you feel good, well, there you go, who am I? To judge that, but I hope that I can tell you a little bit more about alternatives to it and convince you to at least try it out. So back in September or October two thousand eighteen, I I think it was someone on the cusp, I bought my last item of new clothing. I was starting a new job, like a very much office based job, and I needed a suit like a trouser suit so I went to high street and I bought a green suit from a high street brand and it was the last piece of new clothing I bought for myself I I do not include underwear in these I, I buy that new and I did buy some new things for my nephew and I think my sister but that is it so my four-year Anniversary of not buying new is fast approaching, and I thought about how I got where I got, because it was a long, complex, and a very windy road to where I am with fashion, and and actually quite a complicated relationship I realize I have with it, and these and these Facebook ads really brought it to surface for me, and look, I have always enjoyed bald clothes always when I was a child I really suffered because my mom would dress me in the plainest boring clothes like clothes everyone else had the sort of like good well-behaved girl clothes you know prim and proper The kind of thing and I, I do remember we had um we had the uniform at school for some time and then we didn't but when we stopped having to wear a uniform i still felt like i wore the uniform and i hated it absolutely hated it hated every moment of it and my mother knew that i hated it and we would always end up in the same position you know she was quite she is quite a strong-headed woman and i was quite a strong-headed child so, always lock heads at one point and, and many other points, but this one was quite pertinent, I felt. And then one day, I think it was for my birthday, my grandma took me to this market in town and she bought me the most beautiful dress. It was sort of satin, it was red with black dots all over it and dots were in different sizes it had puff sleeves it had massive white collar with pearls on it and I think there were pearls so across that dress oh I loved it it was beautiful it was spectacular it was the most spectacular item of clothing I owned and then we went home and my mom was home. And she said, absolutely no, you need to take it back. And I, I big time kicked off. <laughs> Our big time kicked off. But there was no discussion. The dress was returned. And my grandmother was never allowed to take me shopping again. And when I look back... Into my childhood and early adulthood and my teenage years, I can see that I asserted my independence from my parents by wearing what I wanted to wear. And I think that also translated much later into what clothes mean to me and what clothes express for me and i think they express a bit of that a bit of independence and a bit of my opinion and a and a bit of how i see myself and a bit of that i don't know naughty disagreeing protesting dissenting streak you know they do represent me and so even when i wear a black office dress and black office shoes i will add a bright neon pink socks to it or some outrageously bright (laughs) complicated necklace it sort of became a bit of my dna and when i lived in poland clothes were really really expensive compared to your earnings. So when I first moved here, it was, I was astonished at how affordable clothes were. And I wasn't making much money, you know, I was working in restaurants and pubs and really by default, I would shop in charity shops or this cheap chain that's no longer, no longer so cheap, but one of the main, you know, affordable clothing chains in the UK. And things that I found in these charity shops were amazing it was the first time in my life that I had such a variety of clothes and such a variety of colors and I went a bit I don't know I just went a bit over the top (laughs) or over the wardrobe capacity really I just kept buying because I was so I don't know it was like I was so I was so transfixed I was so amazed at how I could look, and I was really good at giving all these clothes the time of a day. you know I had coats and and coats were my big thing back back in the day um i I had them in all cuts, all colours you know yellow today, green tomorrow, hats usually clashing colors when worn with the coat sometimes maybe ironically matching I don't know but I would I would come to work and I had colleagues quite unkindly I think asking me if I came for a fashion show or to do work and I would just say what well, what work why would I do work on this office runway like please but it was um, it was it was noticeable um but, and to me it was a way, to, way of expressing myself and expressing that I did not always like fitting in. I did not always want to fit in or I did not always need to fit in and that I sometimes I really wanted to fit out and do my own thing. And then came one summer when I was moving out of my then boyfriend's soon to be ex-boyfriend's place and I kept loads of stuff in his attic and where my all my winter clothes were basically in the attic and my sister was helping me she went up there and started chucking down bin liners full of clothes and there were about 15 bin liners and I felt so exposed I felt that that habit almost addiction I think Came to face me, and I felt really silly, you know, and really actually shocked by how much stuff I have gathered. And I said to myself, This, this like really needed to stop. And it was like going cold turkey, and it had to be because I, this was the time when I started moving around the world a little bit more, and it made complete sense to downsize my possessions um, because I would not have a base. And I ended up with two suitcases of necessary things, plus one sentimental suitcase where I kept, where I kept, you know, things that I didn't necessarily need imminently, but might do at some point in the future. And I kept that at my sister's house, and that felt really good. It felt really good. Leading that nomadic life mm, meant, in many ways, that possessions just didn't really matter much and clothes were something completely functional but then years later i settled back in the uk and for the first time in a decade i had a base and i had a home home not a home temporary home i had an actual home an actual wardrobe home office I didn't own that place I didn't own that flat but it really felt like mine it really felt like home because it was there for longer than three months or six months even a year if I wanted so it did feel permanent and then from these two suitcases I went <laughs> full-on home mode so I bought pots and pans and glasses and plates and cups and it felt really wonderful because It was becoming a space I could share. It was my space, but I could share it. I could share it with friends and family. And then when the home became home, I looked at my wardrobe and I realized it was full. And then I quit smoking and put on weight. So again, my wardrobe became even fuller because I had to update it with clothes that actually fit me. And at that time, I knew my postman by name and were quite friendly and that was because of the number of packages I was receiving I was very disciplined and I did not actually buy much new stuff majority of my stuff at the time was secondhand but I was still buying and gathering and I am ashamed to admit that there wasn't really much thought behind it other than I really like it I will have it it will look good on me and then I moved, and I moved into a flatshare, and I had all these things, but my flatmates nabbed a room with a built-in wardrobe, and my room was pretty small and had this tiny wardrobe that would probably accommodate one third of what I had. And so I had a month to get rid of loads of stuff. So I did a major call, you know, things that no longer fit me. These were quite easy to say goodbye to. But then I also had to call some other things that I actually really like. And that was more difficult. But after I've donated a lot of stuff, I felt much lighter. And I felt better. And I also really annoyed at myself that I allowed this consumptionism to take over again I let it happen again because I didn't put enough thought behind what I was buying or I didn't put any thought behind what I was buying I just saw and I had it and that was the time when I went and I bought that green trouser suit from high street and it it didn't feel great buying it Kind of really struggled because I've just gone through this cold exercise the getting, re- getting ri- read getting <laughs> read that's the, that's the heat wave um impairing my ability to speak english um uh, getting rid, and I felt light and I felt good about myself and there I was on the high street looking for a trousers suit, so I said to myself, right, you'll buy it, but then you get rid of two things that's the trade off and I did that and this suit was the last thing I bought new. Now, I have not stopped buying clothes since 2018. I still love clothes. I still love dressing up. I love colour. I love bold prints. It's a part of my image. And yes, it's a bit vain. Um, but I just like being well-dressed. I enjoy doing that creatively. And my brain is so challenged why I, I love finding a great gem in a charity shop on eBay on Vinted on Depop and that feeling that you know you've rescued something you gave you gave something a new lease of life but you also gave someone else a wardrobe space and some money to do with it what they want to do with it and and I think that's really wonderful and I I I'm quite a veteran of eBay, uh, which I still use, but I'm I'm relatively new to Vinted. It's something I discovered recently, and I have to say, I love it. This is not a sponsored post, Vinted is not paying me. I'm, I'm simply saying to you, it exists and clothes are wonderful, but the community is really lovely. I honestly have not had a bad interaction with anyone. I mainly bought things from it, but I also try to pop some things um, that I no longer wear for for sale. And I I do what I do. I sell them quite cheap. And that's just because I think they're nice things. They can serve someone really well. Why not? And then I really love when someone someone will see something really nice. I think bloody hell what a great bargain. I love it. Here I go and they don't spend don't spend too much money on it. And then people are really happy with what they get and you get a nice comment and it's really nice. I was selling this bag, like a normal bag, but very cute, like very nice, very big. And this woman bought it off me. And she said it was for her seventy one years old mum or grandma. I can't remember, and it was the only one that she liked. She said they spent hours strolling through vintage because this lady wanted a particular one to take with her on holiday. And I thought, oh God, I hope she likes it. I hope she's not disappointed. I don't want to disappoint this woman before she goes on her holiday. And she did. She did love it. And they were both just wonderful. And this is the kind of interaction I I get quite often. Um, when I'm buying, people are really, really helpful. Very lovely, really kind, really accommodating. So please try it. If you can just download the app and take it for a spin and see if you can find a great bargain. Now, generally, there is more and more discussion about secondhand fashion on social media, on the TV, in public life, and I feel it became more and more acceptable to buy secondhand. Although I still know some people who just hate the thought of it, can't wrap their head around, uh, can't rub their heads around it. Um, but I, you know, the, the kind of people who say, "Oh, dead person wore it," <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I think these people are uh, in a minority now. And I will always preach and advocate the second-hand fashion, but I, I do not blindly believe in it. I know there are issues with it. Um, For example, the the, the fact that there's a growing demand for secondhand goods from more affluent buyers who do not mind paying more is causing a rise in prices for secondhand clothing. And that in turn makes it quite inaccessible for people who actually need them the most. People who who might be um, buying them because of necessity rather than a choice or people on lower incomes. And that can feel really frustrating. And I've heard these conversations a lot in charity shops where people are saying, well, you know, I can no longer afford to buy a dress for 20 quid. Um, This is the rise of almost boutique charity shops, which is great for fashion lovers who buy secondhand out of choice, but not so great for people who want to look great, but just can't afford that second-hand price tag any longer. And the second, and I think quite a big issue now, is that generally speaking, the second-hand market is more environmentally friendly than first-hand, but it has had its own environmental impacts too, especially in the past 10 years. When the clothes that we wear here... Um, in the UK or the US or Canada, once they're out of the second-hand loop, they get shipped to countries like Vietnam, Malaysia, India, Philippines. And there, if they are not salvaged and if they're not recovered, um, and they can be recovered and they get recycled sometimes into yarn in India, but if they don't, then they end up in landfills, so it's quite a convenient way of getting rid of your rubbish and your clothes end up in landfills that they actually don't belong to so the second hand market does have its problems, and if you're buying second hand out of out of choice, it's worth remembering that too now. The third problem with buying secondhand, maybe less so of a problem than the first two, is that it if you really need something, and if you need it at a short notice, finding it will be quite a lot of work. It's not easy to find a particular thing in your size, in the color you like, the style you like. It takes much more effort. And a few months ago, I was invited to a ball. <laughs> hmm princess a ball it was a black tie event and I do not have a black tie dress and do you know what I panicked and I did go into two shops that sold new clothes and I looked around and looked around really without a, without the real intention of buying anything but I said to myself if you find something that you like then well buy it and I looked and looked and I thought, fuck it, I'll just wear what I have. It's not black tie, but it's smart enough. It's fun enough. It's me enough. I shall not break. I shall try not to break if I can avoid it. And so and so I didn't. But the temptation was there. And so I can see it's sometimes easier just walk into the first shop and get what you need. At this point, um, I am again in a bit of a flux housing-wise. So I need to keep my belongings to minimum. And so I buy very little. And when I do buy, I really think about what I'm buying. So I've gone four months without buying a single thing. At the end of these four months, I bought myself a necklace because I really wanted it. And um, I would do this thing on vintage where I just like something you can click on a little heart and then all the things that you have hearted will appear on the main page. So I will like something and then it will just sit there for a week or two and sometimes even a month. And then I've seen it so many times I got a bit bored of it and then conclude that I actually don't need them. So I have enough clothes to maintain my flamboyant style, my sequins, my feathers, my funky tights and my bright boots. But I will not punish myself if I feel like I want something to add to my collection every now and then. Provided that I give it enough thought. And if I do end up having a full wardrobe again... And a place where I can unpack my things properly I vow here on air to keep it real because it took me years and years to get where I am and I really don't want to waste what I've learned because I've done that before I don't want to repeat the same mistake and I know that as when we when we think about environmental impact I know that as individuals we can only do very small things for the planet There are the big polluters out there and we should be going after them. But, you know, I'm not doing that. So I'm doing this small thing instead. And yeah, the impact is small, but it is an impact. And it will get bigger if more of us are doing it. And I do go around and I say to people, look, download all the secondhand shop apps I take my friends to my favorite charity shops and I lend clothes to people. I try to normalize that, actually, because it's something that we did routinely back in Poland. My mom and her friends were always doing that. If someone was going to a wedding, it's actually such a cool thing. Someone was going to a wedding, all these women would come to them with their dresses and the jewelry. and, and, And this one would then choose the things that she wanted like mix and match it someone would bring really cool shoes we're like oh yeah like love these shoes with that dress and these earrings and it was something done quite routinely so why not do it with your friends like don't buy something that you'll wear only once that is definitely a waste of money just spend your money better whether you're buying new or or secondhand I, quite, I love um I love Ashlingby <laughs> this seems so random but I just remember her because she does that a lot she borrows clothes and then you know parades them on a red carpet and says that's borrowed that's borrowed that's second hand I love that now, whenever I look at my clothes and I see that green suit, I am a little bit proud of myself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm waving to you from my secondhand high horse. Everything I bought this year so far was secondhand clothes and beyond. But importantly, I bought very little. And I, I, I realized that if it wasn't for my circumstances, I, I'd probably buy much more. I have no space, (laughs) like I'll have to move soon. But it's an interesting feeling. It feels like I am doing some experiment and figuring out what the minimum of possessions is for me before I feel a lack. And I'm doing this slowly and I'm doing this thoughtfully and mindfully and really thinking of what weighs me down and what lifts me up possessions wise <laughs> for now I'm not a minimalist I will never be a minimalist and you know it's, it's just not not my not my bubble that but I'm learning to appreciate that less mm, less maybe it's not more that less is more is again it's just not my fairy tale but I'm learning to appreciate that less can be comfortable and less is good or can be good And this is what I'll leave you with. Take good care of yourselves, and I speak to you soon. Bye.